everyone and welcome to Finding Yourself After Loss podcast episode number three. And I want to start off by thanking all of you for tuning in to me and following me through all these couple of podcasts that I've done already. And the reason that I do this is because I feel that if I put my voice out there and I... I put my heart out there. I put my emotions, my feelings, and the things that I'm experiencing, the things that I have experienced. I feel that a voice helps out. As much as I can blog and I can write and and you could see sometimes what I'm going through, it's not the same as when you listen and we have a discussion and at least you hear me. And in the future, actually, what I like to do is have podcasts where I can have people, you know, in conversations and, you know, maybe even open calls where you guys can actually come in and call me and we can actually talk and discuss things together. And, you know, you might help me and I might help you, which I think would be great for us widows and widowers to sort of like hold each other's hands and take us through this process together because in reality we are the only ones that really understand each other and what we go through you go out into the world and even my job if I'm having a bad day and I'm really sad that day and you know sometimes they'll ask me what's happening it's like oh I'm you know I'm having a bad day I'm missing my husband today oh well yeah but you know you're you know you're married you know you, you you're okay you know And it's like they don't understand it. They don't understand like, well, yes, I'm married and I love him. But you know what? I still miss my husband dearly every single day. And there's days that I miss him more than other days. So they don't understand that. But we as widows and widowers understand that whether you're in a relationship or you're not right now, Um, you know, you're always going to miss them. We're going to love them forever. Love never dies. It's always going to be there. So that's my reason for doing this because you guys can hear me, my experiences and my situations and I can talk to you and, um, and then we can just sort of like help each other. So I want to talk about this episode and prior to my other episodes, I have mentioned that I'm going through I'm going on each podcast and I'm doing the stages of grief. And I just want to say this for the record. Not everyone will go through these stages. And for sure, none of us will do any of these stages in order. So one day you can be doing one anger and then you go back to shock and denial. And then you're going to go and then you're really it's we're all over the place. You know, we're widows. We're all over the place. Right. So I just want to state that for the record. So this episode, which is episode three, I'm going to call it the what ifs. Now in the stages of grief, they call it the bargaining. We really don't have much bargaining power. They they're gone. They're not going to come back. But we do do a lot of what I call the what if. The what if to me represents what if I could have done this? What if I could have done that? Maybe it would have changed it and so on and so forth. So this is the reason why I want to talk on this subject because I know so many of us look back now and we always are thinking and we have days that are harder than others that we think and we rehear, we replay everything in our minds again. For me, the reason I like to touch on the stages of grief is because 
when I started to read books about widowhood, they always talked about the stages of grief. And what it did is that for me, it helped me understand what is it that I was feeling and to know that I wasn't going crazy. So when I had a day that I was just in shock and I was roaming around the house and just like freaked out what has happened to me and, you know, that he's gone and so on and so forth. Well, I said, well, you know what? I'm not crazy. And then another day where I would be, you know, in anger. And then I thought, well, I'm not going crazy because here's anger. So this is why I like to touch on these stages it's not so much because actually if I would want to change the name I would call them just different emotions you know emotions of grief because it's not really a stage per se it's more like an emotion that you're going through and you're going through different emotions of grief for us widows so it just helped me understand myself more and that's why I, I like to dedicate shows to this um, for that reason so let's talk a little bit about what is the what if stage. Um, the what if stage is when we take a re we rewind the tape in our minds and we play certain things. For example, we play the day of their death, the days prior to the death, maybe even month or maybe even years. It just depends how much we want to rewind in our minds because our mind can rewind we're sort of like a little vcr in there you know we can rewind that tape um so this is why i believe the what if is just better suited for us widows and widowers uh our minds are really like a movie and let's face it when it comes to their death it's a horror movie what we really have lived through I know that so many times I've just sat there and cried, missing him so much. And that tape in my mind begins to rewind. And then I press the play button inside my head. And I play out the events that led to his death. Um, I can go back months, even years at a time, like we mentioned. And then I pause that tape. I rewind it. And at certain moments, I can replay it over and over and over again. And my examples for me are like, what if I would have taken him to the doctor sooner? What if he didn't work so hard? What if he would have eaten healthier? And it's going to be four years for me in December. And in all honesty, there are days that I continue to play that tape. You know, there are days that I just see something and, you know, they talk about stress and cancer. He died of leukemia. And I'm like, oh, you see, if only he wouldn't have been so stressed out or you know just if he would have eaten better you know maybe that's what did him in you know and I know many of you has done have have done the what ifs and you continue to do the what if and still continue to have those days where that old VCR will pop inside your head and the tape will play once again so when we play this tape we just don't only play the tape we also fill it with guilt we tend to blame ourselves for not being able to change the outcome and every one of us has a different what if examples and I believe in this stage of grief it seems to be one of the ones that is the most personal because of all the different events that each and one of us could have done differently for some of you it just might be well what if he wouldn't have gotten into the car and then he wouldn't have gotten into the accident that caused him his life. What if he didn't have this 
operation and then that led to that. Um, what if he didn't take this medication that changed him and made him do something he shouldn't have done? So there's so many different what ifs. What I have noticed the most is that when we are grieving, when we are at that moment where we're playing that tape, we tend to view the events in actuality in such a different light. We may place blame for sure on ourselves many times, and we feel that it was because of us that we were not able to save their lives. So I want to analyze why is it exactly that we do this. Um, I believe it's a very part, normal part of grief. We would have done anything to save them, to keep them here with us. And why not look back and see what we could have done differently, right? Why not rehearse it in our heads? And it's only because we love them so much that we want the nightmare not to have a hard ending, to have a happy ending, actually. Uh, but in reality... The fact is that we can't change the script. We cannot, no matter how many times we play it over and over in our heads and we do that, what if I could have done this? What if this would have happened? The events continue to, to be the same. We're just, we're just playing with it in our heads. But the fact is when we get out of that stage, we find out that we're still widows. We're still widowers. It's still the same. Nothing has changed. So by us continuing to do the rewind tape over and over again, what we're really doing to ourselves is just adding more pain and more guilt to the situation. And I'm not saying for any one of you not necessarily not to do that because it's going to happen. It's going to happen naturally. But what I am saying is that when you do see yourself that you are beginning to get on a, on a roll where it's just continue to play over and over again. And we tend to do that more on events of birthdays, anniversary of their death, um, wedding anniversaries. I think that, that those days we tend to relive, especially on their death, we relive how they died, what we did, what we could have done, what they said, what I should have said you know, and so on and so forth. So we're just really just adding more stress to something that is already stressful to begin with. So what I want to share with you now is um, what are the tools that I learned and that I still use along the way and how I got to finding out and using those resources that helps me now deal with um, my husband's death and also all the other tragedies that I have had in my life so when my mom passed away in 2005 I found her dead in her bed from one day to another and I guess maybe life and God was preparing me because when she passed away I started reading a lot of books about the afterlife and I just became interested in the facet of heaven and where she was and near-death experiences and all those things and I wanted to know where she was I wanted to know where my mom went where was where was her soul you know right now so when I started to read those things and when my husband passed away I began reading even more on those things and what they did is that it helped me realize and like I say this is something very touchy for a lot of people 
But this is my belief system, and I am in no way trying to tell anyone they have to think like me, and this is the way it is. I am just merely sharing my experiences with you guys and what is it that helped me. So um, the more that I read about you know, the spiritual world, what happens when you die, the more that I begin to realize that my husband's death was something that, in a sense, was supposed to happen. So what they did is that it helped me not do so much the what ifs. Um, and even I, it doesn't mean that I don't go there because I still do. But now I have a tool to help myself get out of it and not necessarily, you know, um, continue with it the whole day with it. So, um, and this is what I want to share with you. So let me just touch on the little things that I've learned about things like in the afterlife and all that. Um, there's a lot of people that die and they have near-death experiences. So we're going to touch on that. And you might believe in it or you may not. That's fine. I do believe in it. And a lot of people, when they have had those near-death experiences, they have gone to the other side and they have had a relative or someone that tells them, you know, it's not your time. You need to go back. You need to go back. And they go right back into the body and they're right with us and they live and they survive. Um, that didn't happen to my husband. My husband when he left, he left. He never came back. It was just, that's it. So apparently when I look at that in a spiritual sense, it helps me realize like, you know what? It was his time. I'm sure that there was people waiting for him on the other side and it was his time to go. And there was really nothing that I could have done to have stopped it. Because again, even to that point, even to the point whether I would have gotten all the right doctors, whether... I would have done all the right moves. Even at that point, there was still a moment where, you know, they could have told them to turn back and they didn't. So the fact that they didn't, for me personally, my experiences, it helps me understand the tragedy that it was just this time. And I've always believed that, you know, we're all here for a limited time only. You know, some of us can die at 48 some of us can die at 30 some of us die at five some of us die at 85 so everybody's here and we're all in a different expiration date as i call it all right so when you think about it in those terms and you think about it that you know everybody has an expiration date in a sense you realize and maybe you can it can help you to cope and not think so much of what could I have done differently you know maybe I should have taken him to a different doctor maybe that doctor wasn't as good as a doctor that that didn't really do that good of a job on him you know and in, in trying to cure him and giving him the treatment that he needed so if you look at it in that terminology that if something was supposed to go right and was supposed for him to continue or her to be here then something would have happened now I know a lot of you are going to say no 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 you know he was supposed to stay here with me I have a family I have you know he was supposed to stay raise my kids that's impossible well, you know, I understand that because I do that myself. I, I say, no, it's impossible. How can my husband, you know, at 48 years old, just die 
and I lose them in three weeks. That's that's not possible. Why? That's not normal. That should not have happened. That's something that should not have happened. But what I have realized for me, and I'm speaking solely for me, and I'm sharing my heart out there to you guys, okay, that when I think about that through my logical mind, Okay, through my emotional mind, I'm sorry, through my emotional mind, when I think of that through my emotional mind, this, that's when I say all those things, because I'm, I'm dealing with my emotions of grief at that moment. So I am going to say, no, no, that that just cannot be that it can have happened. There's something that went wrong. There's something that I failed. There's something that something happened that I should have stopped this. That's the emotional mind the logical mind and even the spiritual mind, okay, will say more like, well, I don't like the fact that he's gone, but I understand more now that it was his time. I don't happen to agree with it, but I do have to accept it because the proof is in the fact that they're not here. And the same goes, for example, is like when I started to think and meditate on things and I started to think of like, well, for example, let's look at a car accident and you can have four passengers in the vehicle and three people die. And I hear stories like that every time in the news. And, you know, one person is alive, but the three people die. Well, why is that person still alive? You know, what made that person not die a plane crash could be you know 200 passengers and three people died why is it that those three people died when everybody else was was alive and and survived the accident so those are the things and those are the little puzzles that i put together and i try to help it it helps me cope and realize that if it would have been his time something would have changed. And it's the same for every single one of your spouses. There's, there's something, something, something would have gone different. Something would have changed. You know, that's just my opinion. And, um, you know, I just want to share that with you guys. And I know that not all of you are going to agree with it. And, and that's fine. You know, you, you have a right not to agree with it. But at least for some of you, it may help you in this journey and all I want um, for my widow sisters and, and, and widower brothers is that I want you not to have the guilt. I want you not to live in the what ifs as much as possible. Not that it's not going to happen because it still happens to me, but I want you not to try to live in that what if um, because it keeps us in a place where it doesn't help us move forward. And it really is an emotion that we do and a tape that we play where in reality, it gives us more pain than healing. That's just my opinion. It gives me more pain when I think of things like that than heal myself. I feel myself when I, sometimes when I'm angry or when I cry a lot, you know, I heal from that. But not necessarily when I do the whole what if things because there's nothing that I can rewind to. I can't I don't have a time machine to go back to. There's no way I can go back to it. So another thing is that I want to leave my um, widows, sisters and brothers with is I want you to be kind to yourself. 
I want you to realize that you did the best that you could with the information that you knew at the time. And also to know that if our spouses would be able to talk to us, they would tell us it's okay. It's all okay. It was my time and it was okay. So I just want to help with the guilt and I want to help with you not feeling the pain of what you could have done. And that music means that we're coming to the end of our show. I want to thank all of you for listening and giving me the opportunity to share my life and my journey with you. You have all helped so much in making this podcast a huge success. If you like what you have heard, please share this with others. And you can find me at www.findingyourselfafterloss.com in my Facebook page of Finding Yourself After Loss and in our Facebook support group of Hope After Loss. I would love to hear from you. Please feel free to comment or add any suggestions in what you just heard. And stay tuned for my next podcast, episode four, which will be on depression, pain, and fear. Till then, may God bless you on this journey.